Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome back into the Savage Situation. It's me, Adam Savage. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Uh, Ian Chambers. <laughs> Mate, you have had a busy time of you. You're currently coming at us from Katowice in Poland, in Polski. That impression. Jeez, Louise. Mate, don't, don't, don't say impression. This is my family heritage. Oh, sorry. Like, I'm just, like, that's just me. That's, that's me going into like Polish mode. So it's like, hi, my <laughs> name is Adam Savage. Hello, my name is Adam Savage. Adam. Oh, yeah, that's what in Poland is. Adam, not Adam. I forget Adam. about your Polish heritage. Adam. So I I, 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 um, I thought, uh, you know, I'm terrible with pronunciations of anything. And it's nothing to do with my accent. It's just to do with my general um, learning ability. So right. <laughs> Katowice <laughs> is what I thought it was. Catawice. Yeah, um I didn't know Catawice, I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be honest with you. Um I think when I got booked for this event that I'll tell you about in a moment, I think Catawice and I know it's a it's a real uh, hub for esports now, isn't it? And um I didn't know it, I didn't know this place existed. So um welcome to, to welcome to my world. I love it though. Dude, I've I've been uh, yeah, we said we said before we start recording, I've been I've been lucky enough to go a couple of times. Um and uh it's uh it's it's a it's a cool place. And as you said, like it is become like, particularly like the home of like Counter-Strike, yeah. where IEM like kind of like happens or the major happens in count in, in, in CSGO. Um, it's a wicked place. Really, really awesome. So the Sport Deck Arena, the Sport yeah, Deck. I mean, I'm looking, do you know what? I am sat on the 24th floor of the Marriott Hotel overlooking Katowice. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Katowice, but I think, yeah, that's fine. Better than, Kata, better than Kato Weiss. Yeah, I won't say that again. Um, <laughs> and it's all lit up in purple and it looks monumental and, and I feel blessed to be here. It's it's just about to 10 midnight. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an hour ahead of you and I'm just, you know, I'm just chilled on my hotel bed thinking esports is amazing. Gaming is amazing. You know, when I first picked up my N64 controller, um, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. imagine that I would be sitting here with a, a skyline like that about to work with them. Um, the ESL, which is obviously one of the biggest esports yeah, companies yeah, in yeah. the world, so it's exciting, it is, man. Bro. I I want everyone at home to know as well that I am recording this. We're we're on camera together, and Ian is wearing what I would describe <laughs> as like kind of like his pajamas to a degree. <laughs> this is my he gym looks, gear, bro. He looks comfy. Dude. This he is my gym gear. You're, you're doing the shorts and leggings combo with the white sock pull-ups, and I respect it because I do exactly the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's because my legs aren't big enough, bro. I've got to hard them. You know, when you go to the gym, you can't be that guy in the short shorts. With, when you got <laughs> you little chicken the legs, drumsticks. Uh, when you when you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you listening to this as well, right? I, I imagine that you or someone you know has little drumstick legs, and when they go to the yeah. gym, they're even even in you know twenty five degrees heat, they are either wearing tracksuit bottoms or leggings like man because they are <laughs> embarrassed and ashamed of their little puny little sticks. Do you do you not remember um, when they had those pictures of Chris Hemsworth? You know Thor, when it was like they showed like his upper half, they showed his like mm. legs, and they were measly, like they pune fests. They, it was like <laughs> wow, this guy needs to work. He, this guy's missed out leg day for the last 
seven years. Like it was mad. <laughs> haven't mad. we all? Oh god, haven't mate? Who who does legs? I mean, look, I respect legs. Okay, people take the time I, to kind of get well, those. Well, you need sick them to walk. walk. You need them to walk. That's yeah. they are important. They are important. They are pretty. Yeah, but I think they, you know. At the gym, you want to get big up top, and the, the, yeah. the, mate, I've, anyone who's listening to this who goes to the gym's like, yeah, I feel you boys. I, I understand. Anyone who doesn't go to the gym's thinking, shut up, move on, talk about games. And I, okay. and I respect that too. So that's I fine. respect that too. We don't need to talk um, about arms and chest right now, but I, no, but, um, I will say, look, look, look um, there's so much talk about. Um, I don't know where to start. It's, been, we, it's taken us a while to get this podcast recorded, and, and I want to apologize. It's nothing to do with Savvy Boy. It's because um, you know I've you're moved. Too big, you're too big time now. I can't get no. hold of you. You're too big time. You're flying around the world, yeah, living whatever. the dream in your 970th floor skyline hotel <laughs> suite. You bastard! No, I mean, <laughs> I think I think what's um what's what yeah what's what's great. Obviously, we we both kind of have been crazy busy recently because I mean, I guess February time, because the end of February, beginning of March, the world of like esports games, things are really starting to ramp up now, bro. Like we they, yeah. the new game releases, particularly like have been madness last week, and we'll talk about those for sure. But in the world of like kind of our work and what we do, things are just starting to really get. I mean, I I started FNCS again this weekend, just gone. So that's been that's been that's been kind of awesome. I'm now the host of of North America East, baby. Can we just stop for a second? Because when you listen, no matter what your profession is, right? And we all know what it's like to maybe step into a new role and you start finding your feet and you're not sort of sure how you re- how the, the people are responding to you. When I say the people, I mean the audience and I mean the, the, uh, the, the people who book you for the event, the company. And then when you get solidified, and you get that stamp of approval. As an esports talent, a lot of it it comes in the form of a graphic that gets posted on Twitter, and it's like <laughs> you know, it, it, here Broadcast is your talent announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, you you've been an analyst with FNCS for for quite some time, and when I yeah. saw that that you've been you've you've transitioned into the hosting role, I thought you were a wonderful analyst for FNCS. But I. I Thanks, know man. that, you know, we talk about it a lot, don't we? We're hosts at heart, right? We can step, we can switch gears whenever we want. Anytime, mate. Anytime. Not to the highest level. Bosh. Sometimes we don't know what on earth we're talking about, bro. I'm spinning all the plates. I'm spinning all them plates. Spinning you know what I mean? All the plates. Uh, all the plates. Yeah, I'm happy for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamaican, FNC- I'm spinning all the plates. <laughs> Stick to Polish. Yeah, um, FNCS, hosting North America. I'm buzzing for you, brother. Thank you, mate. Yes, yeah, it's been it's been absolutely super. To- yeah, totally agree with you. Like you kind of you have to slip. You have to be. I mean, we've talked. We you know, I think the great thing about the podcast that we do here as well is that we you know, not only just you and I just talk crap with each other, but yeah. obviously to about games, but about kind of the industry as a whole, really about working in games because a lot of people do want they aspire to want to work in games, like in some way, shape, or form. Of course, it's that like one it. of the most popular. Oh, you know, kids kids at school nowadays. You go into a, a, a classroom and it's like, what do you want to do? You, lots of hands will go up and say esports, man. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's the great thing is we can kind of advise, and, and that's the thing is when you you work in that world, you do have to kind of jump from 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 thing to job to job sometimes, and kind of change up your role slightly. But it yeah. is lovely to be back doing like hosting is what I I know best. That's 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 home is where the heart is, with, and presenting is that, and like hosting stuff. So um, doing that for Fortnite, which I've obviously worked the last year loads on Fortnite, and I've absolutely I've loved every second of it. I think, and as well the camaraderie with the rest of the broadcast team, like everyone's like in such good such a good. Um, 
place. I mean, I've got to tell you about this thing actually I did recently, which was absolutely mad, mate. That's good. So one of my so one of my guys who I work with on um on FNCS was like, yo, he's got a production company. Um he's from the podcast, um, MDF, that monster. And mm-hmm. um he uh he was like, yo, there's an opportunity come up for like a caster. And I know that you're kind of not really a caster per se, but you're kind of an analyst or host. Um, do you want to get involved? I was like, yeah, dude, I, I want to kind of again, I want to broaden the skill set, I want to do new things. And this is the cool thing, dude. It was like, it was for an event. It was for um, an event where there was there was the prizes were all NFT based, right? So people are competing for these top tier AAA like crazy NFTs, and Sick. we played like, these ran like some of the biggest talent in the world, some random qualifiers played crab game, you know, kind of squid game, but crab game that the crap like gaming version that's proper yeah, like yeah, yeah. all over the shop. Dude, a million dollars worth of NFTs and prize giveaways in two hours, bish bash bosh, wow. and it was sick. It was. I, I thought. I thought about the future. I was thinking, bro, we're giving away digital art now, which is worth like you know, been minted and worth like like proper cheddar. And is yeah. that the future of like? Is that the future? Because everyone wants to get into NFTs and crypto, man. Everyone wants to find a way in. That's kind of cool that you can win that and can be like, I own this thing. I. Uh, that's. You know, it's it's tough to put a value on it when you don't when you you really need to read and learn and figure it out. It's so easy to write it off as something that oh, I don't understand it and it'll never be anything. And that is something that I have done, especially with like cryptocurrency. <laughs> and today I was walking, I was walking through Katowice. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There was the mean a, streets of Katowice. <laughs> I was on the mean streets of Katowice, right? And I was walking down the mean streets and I saw a Bitcoin ATM. What? It, it, in a room. That sounds illegal. So, so you go into this shop. It's official Bitcoin ATM. You have to, it's like in prison. You go through one secure gate, lock it behind you, go through another secure gate, lock it behind you, and then you can get to the Bitcoin ATM machine. And what, you withdraw Bitcoin? Like, what, would you transfer I, Bitcoin I, to? I, bro, this is that's where my knowledge ends. All I they, just know they, is they arrested you there. before you got past the first gate. They were like, <laughs> he, he's, he's not crypto. He's not he a crypto. Show me your NFT collection. I was like, I haven't got any. <laughs> show me your Ethereum. How much is in your wallet? And I was like, oh God, so confusing. It, but the, the, that's it. It is, it is a little bit, it is overwhelming for a lot of people. Like, even myself, yourself, it is a bit, if you're not in that space specifically, it is a bit mad. But I thought, what a cool thing though, that there's actually an event where it's people really are giving cool. away like this kind of like currency now, which is kind of so, you know, zeitgeisty, so on, on the money right now. I think there are like three types of people. And I think me and you are the same type of people. Um, and, and what I mean wankers. is- Yeah, wankers. Um <laughs> Insecure plebs, yeah, that's Inse- insecure. Yeah, insecure. Insecure uh, plebs. Was was it? We always have the syndrome, uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Insecure imposter syndrome. As that's us. Yeah. That's us, guys. Uh, wankers. <laughs> and um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Come back and see us again. <laughs> so, like, the, there's the people who get involved with crypto and NFT, and they and they go for it and they invest in it. Then there's the people who completely dismiss it. And then there's those who sit on the fence who are like, sort of feel like they're missing out, but but don't have yeah. the balls to commit because they're a couple of wankers. Yeah. And, and when they're drunk, go, when they're drunk, go, I'm a tenner. Just put a yeah. tenner into their little wallet. <laughs> and when they're, when, they're, when they're pissed and suddenly go, I don't know what I did last night. I think I bought some random kind of like, I don't know, what are those ones that call that kind of like the, um, the one that everyone pump and dumps? Like, kind of like, do- like Dogecoin. Everyone's kind of buys you know, stuff that's just you know, just crap. That's one thing I've actually got told, actually. 
was with NFTs particularly, but with crypto as well, when you buy something in that space, don't buy crap. Like, don't just buy something just to say, oh, I'm part of, you know, I've got on the market. No. Buy things that are hot in that moment in the hope they get even hotter. That's that's what I've been told. The, the Snoop Dogg's dropping, like, his own range of animated NFTs. and Like it's hot. It, like, he's dropping them like it's hot. And I think that's that's my entry level. I think I'm going in with Snoop. That's what I've decided. Mate, that, I mean, hey, if there's any person <laughs> in business I trust to do it, it's... Snoop Dogg. It's the man who's high 24 7. It's the man who spends his entire entire life on the end of a bifter. That's that is why we're that <laughs> hey Snoop. It's 10 oh grand God. because you spend the, your entire life is... on the end of a bifter. Oh, said bifter in about 20 years Neither have i i don't know where it came from mate but i'm so glad it did it happened in that moment it was perfect um mate, we should talk about some games mate. all right let's talk about games, talk about do, games. You, by, do you by the way do you know that snoop used to have like a a esports league or like the 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 pimp daddy league or something do you know about this <laughs> i don't know about that oh mate i'm gonna google this right real quick so snoop dog had this kind of um esports uh league and i i think it was called the pimp the pimp something and it was okay. I can't find it right now. Basically, he had this. Um, he had like an esports org that he created or something, and it was absolutely mad. It was like because he he's one of the few kind of creators actually. I say creators, like a, a musician, like kind of legacy musician or whatever. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the halftime performance of the unbelievable. NFL, oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. But um, yeah, he he sees the value in like in games, dude. Like he's probably he into does, it. and 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 uh, he's one of these guys who keeps his finger on the pulse, and I think that. If if you if you want to be one of those sort of like entrepreneur like uh, muggles, I think you've got to get involved with esports. Like it's just growing and growing. Like I was talking about just this event here at, at Catawice, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> how many staff do you think there'll be for for uh, the CSGO the big CSGO event? And um and there'll, there'll be so many. And then I, and then I started to ask the question like, where are where does esports make its money? And then it's obviously all through sponsorship and, and advertising. But mm. it must be copious levels at this stage now, right? For an event like this, you know, you, yeah. it's got to be a, there's got to be a lot of money being thrown around. Well, it's it's quite it's quite a common it's quite a common um, uh, it's quite common now. That people know that AAA esport majors, like obviously, like the you know we mentioned the IEM, the, the Intel Masters are happening over at um, Kelavitsa right now. Um, they actually majors all lose money. Like they're all like a major esport event will lose money. Right. Those events I think are about building um, brands and about, you know, kind of uh, there's, you know, different, the different ventures, the different things you want to kind of do at those majors. But I think people know that majors do cost an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Um, usually more than you're going to make back. So you kind of have to go in expecting a loss, but then it gets, it explodes what you're doing onto another level. Brand awareness. Kind of notoriety. And then yeah, you reap yeah, the yeah. rewards from that um, going forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, pretty, you, it's pretty hype. Let's, let's, let's get, I mean, we are talking about games. We've, we've, we've reverted back to it and that's great. But talk, oh, to, yeah. me, but, talk to me about new releases that you're into at the minute. Because yeah, I've, I've moved to London. I haven't had a chance to pick up a pad or sit, log onto my right. PC in a while. We, we need to talk games, bro. There's, um, it's all been kicking off, mate. It's all been, it's been kicking off, right? As of recording this, right? We've got to start, I'm going to start with the big bad, Jadjo. Okay. Name that film that you hear someone go, can you name that film where someone goes, you big bad Jadjo. <laughs> I can't. I can't name that. Hot, have you seen Hot Shots Part Deux? No. With Charlie what? Sheen. Oh, and I love Charlie Sheen. I haven't seen that. Have you not seen the Hot Shot? You've seen the Hot, Shot, Shot, Hot Shots. Hot Shots Part Deux. Have you seen Hot Shots One? I haven't seen Hot Shots One. 
Oh my god, mate! Is that the end of us? Right, is it? That, mate, Hot Shots for you guys listening. I hope you've seen it. If not, these are two movies came out in the '90s. Hot Shots Part One and Two, but Part Two is called Part Deux. They're trying to be funny in French, right? It's basically they're based around like Charlie Sheen plays like a Rambo like character in Part Deux. Right, in I mean, part, they're basically Hot Shots is about like a Top Gun spoof, a I parody. Mean, I mean, and Hot Shots Part Deux is a Rambo parody. I mean, and there's this really kind of like emotional scene where he's at like Rambo and he's like. Come here, you big bad Jojo. It's like a real kind of like moment you think that's really nice, but also completely mental. But yeah. that is from that. So if you know it, you know it. Um anyway, the uh yeah, so so with with um obviously with with we we love I don't know where my point was going there, by the way, with Charlie Sheen and Big Bad Jojo. <laughs> well, you were talking but about a new game. Still, I was. Do you know what? Today I want to set the tone because as of recording this, okay, today, Elden Ring, which I've yep. been going on about for a very long time now as of today, comes out two days' time from now, the 25th of February, has just received a 98 on Metacritic. Oh, okay. my gosh. A 98. That's Zelda now level. That, that's Zelda levels. That is, that is one of the biggest scores ever in, um, in, in, in Metacritic history, which is, which is I'm actually going to Google this right now, highest Metacritic. Or oh, can we name them? Games. Can we name them? The biggest... That, that, can we actually name what these 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 top games are? Highest rated scores. Are these numbers like a, out of 10? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yeah. Um, but the is thing it, is, is it, uh, it's going to be difficult because some games have been have had more reviews than others. Oh, 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 oh. I found it, I found it, I found it. I found the list, I found the list. Okay, right. Can Okay, here's a great game to okay, us to play. Okay, let's do this. All right, can you name... Any of the games in the top 10? Breath of the Wild. Um, is not on there. Get out. It is uh, not on the top 10. How far 10. back do these date? Okay, these, these are pretty recent. Um, Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Breath of the Wild is not number 11. My bad. Okay. okay. But Breath of the Wild. So basically, the, the scores, I'm looking at scores that are 97 upwards. There is only one game ever that has ever got a 99. Can you name it? Can you name that game? I think, and you're already on. You're already onto something anyway with uh, Breath of the Wild. I think it's. Um, I forgot the name of it. What's it called? The latest Super Mario game that came out on the Switch. No, that is. That is not on the list. Actually, that's not on the list. It's not even the top. Ocarina of Time's number one, then, yeah. Yes, it is, baby. <laughs> Ocarina of Time. So, so okay, just to give some context here, Ocarina of Time has got a ninety-nine. Okay. <laughs> Weirdly, there are only there's only what there's only four games, sorry, three games that have got a ninety eight. Name them. Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah, ninety eight. Deserved. Soul Calibur One on the Dreamcast. That is absolute. Do you know what? That is one of the greatest mechanical fighting games in the history of mankind. That is, mate. It is. It's a banger. It's a classic. Ninety nine though. The one that surprises me is number two. 
the second highest rated game ever on Metacritic, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, I mean, you can't, it's a, I mean, you can't really fight with that. What a touch. I mean, it's, it's another, not bad. Another, uh, like, mechanical mastermind of a game. Go on. That, that's what I mean, Tony Hawk's. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, mean, the, uh, other game, I mean, other games, excuse some context, other games here that I've gotten to the top, um, we've got, like, um, Super Mario Galaxy's number six, Gosh. Galaxy 2's number seven, Ooh. Red Dead Redemption, Blah. number eight, Classic. Grand Theft Auto 5, yeah. number nine. All the anyway, so Horizon Forbidden West, we're going to talk about. That got an 88 this week, which is really good, it's still. Yeah. But Elden Ring comes out, it says 97, I've read 97, 98. So not, they, that is in the top 10 games, highest rated of all time, and it comes out this week. That is absolutely huge. Do you know what's beautiful about that? There are so many games, and I think lots of us have landed on our swords when it comes to hype beast video games where all the hype is there the trailer is amazing it happens with films as well and you massively buy into the concept of this video game you pre-order it maybe you drop a dime so you get it the day of release maybe the day before if you're lucky because sometimes that happens with game if you order from game.co.uk right no and they don't sponsor us but (laughs) that game comes (laughs) and then it ends up being trash and what I love about video games like this, where you can check on Metacritic and you know that you are getting absolute dynamite, gives you that peace of mind to lay down the cash and then you can be really excited and almost book out a weekend, can't you? And just get get into Jesus. it. Well, dude, I'm I'm looking now. At, yeah, I mean, I'm just, because I'm really fascinated about how like the, the Metacritic, because we've talked about Metacritic before and like how that kind of, you, you've said before, if a game rates highly, that will incentivize you to buy it, right? You're yeah, kind of yeah. into it. If it's like... Now, put this out. So you get, you get a Metacritic, you get every, every different kind of games journalist that they kind of take into consideration who are Metacritic, Metacritic like, um, licensed, basically, to give a score. Yeah. They are, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, 25, 100 scores. Wow. 25 major like major we're talking like the daily star i mean obviously the day so the game of games radar screen rant uh, god is a geek like major magazines and major kind of like publishing houses uh, the guardian a hundred out of a hundred what that is insane what did ign give it um have a look here so ign is IGN. IGN. ign is my go-to they might not have okay, done the review it. yet I think they haven't done. I haven't. I think they've done a review yet because things okay. like you know Eurogamer haven't, Giant Bomb haven't. Okay. Um, Dexerto have given it a ninety. Um, I mean, what's what's interesting is that like some of the comments though, like some of the things that you can read about it as well are just like it's. I mean, one of them is quite. I mean, there's a lot of them are saying obviously it's very similar to like um, Dark Souls and such. Um, it's it's just one of these games. This is just a screen rant. I've just said Elden Ring is exactly what fans want it to be, and it very likely will become many people's favorite from software title yet. So basically saying everything you've played, Dark Souls related or otherwise, this one takes the I biscuit. Can't go, I can't go back to Dark Souls, man. Yeah, yes, it didn't it didn't actually kind of frighten you as well. You were kind of like a bit. A bit I streamed on Dark Souls every day on Twitch, mate. And then I love it. One the other day, what my mate said to me, "Didn't you used to play Dark Souls on Twitch?" And he was like, "And I was like, yeah, yeah." He said, "Oh yeah, you were really shit at it, weren't you?" <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. Good to see you. Thanks. I was Thanks like, for coming. Good to catch up. <laughs> yeah, good to catch. You. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that sounds but yeah, good. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's I mean, that's that's uh, the thing is, I know, I know 
I know what it is. Obviously, I know George R. R. Martin, who wrote like Game of Thrones. It has been a big part of the narrative and like the yeah. story creation and stuff. So obviously, you know, you're getting top AAA kind of like, you know, fantasy, fantasy writing in general is going to be rife. It's going to be amazing. But I think the fact that it's that, that kind of fantasy world, but it's got its dark souls mixed with that kind of, you know, top tier um, kind of cutscene design. And, you know, it, it's going to be something dragons. I mean, you know, it, it just looks so up my street. And you you know that everyone who loves those uh, those kind of games are going to absolutely crush it. They're going to love it coming you know, come, come Friday. Game on. I'm ready for it. And, yeah. you know, speaking of like video games in general, like there's a video game movie that has been the talk of the town when it comes to reviews, you know. Did you see it? Have you it, seen it? it? Well, do you know what, right? I've made a cracking decision. I made one of the greatest decisions of my life, Sav, right? I had Go two on. options. You're going to get a tattoo of me, aren't you? I, yeah, I've already got it. So I thought, ooh, ooh, where, do you, where do you think it is? Um, Definitely somewhere sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, in the same it's way, that, yep. in the same way that you read the reviews on Metacritic yeah. for, for the video game releases, I, I tend to do that on Rotten Tomatoes with films, and okay. I, I checked Uncharted. And I was okay. so disappointed with the with the reviews. What did, what did you see? Because because I do you know why I'm curious? Because I saw it last night on my own, and I went to the cinema by myself, and I saw Uncharted. So I can't wait. I want to know what the. I've not read any reviews. Nothing. I want to know what other people what, what they've been saying. All right. Well, let me just bring it up now because I'm pretty. I, I don't want to give you um, wrong information here. I want to make sure that you are. I'm bang on with I'm, it because I've I've got I've got tons that I could say about it as well. All right. Well, um, here's here's what tons. here's what Rotten Tomatoes has given it in total. Go on, come on, come on, rot tots. It's got forty percent on the tomato meter, which means it's a rotten, Ooh. rotten film. Jesus. However, the audience score is ninety percent, which hmm. okay. really blows my mind. That's after two thousand five hundred reviews. Now, before we get onto that film, just really briefly, I had a choice that night. It was either that or it was Jackass Forever, and as a man who really misses elements of the early 2000s a lot of that life and the way of life back then was was it was great it was it was it was a time a lot of it had to evolve of course it did um, and we've come a long way since those years but to be thrown back into a, a vortex into a time capsule of just complete madness and chaos with the same familiar faces that you grew up watching do dumb things was awesome, man. So if you haven't seen Jackass Forever and you enjoyed, you know, Jackass one, two, and three, go see it because okay, it is just that 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 from the trailer the the bull hit on Johnny Knoxville looks insane. That messed him up, you know. You know that. Yeah, he got like he got he, he could he like he was concussed hard, right? You know what? One day, if if they wouldn't have stopped here or even on that occasion, we could have all woke up and gone on Twitter and it said that Johnny Knoxville, you know is done you know there's something bad yeah because yeah. they, they did the sort of level of stupid stuff especially yeah. when you're older you're, you know everyone's like 10 years older in this film you're not yeah. you're not 30 and you're not a spring chicken where you can just do a backflip over a bull and just stand up and go wow johnny, like, johnny knox was a this is like a silver fox now dude yeah johnny the film starts he's got dark hair and someone's obviously said to him johnny stop stop using just for men and all of a sudden, like halfway through the film, he becomes gray. And I'm like, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's great. But sad from that, Uncharted, the thing that, this is what, I've got a question for you. So yeah. when I looked at the, the reviews and it said 90% from the audience and 40% from the critics, 
it suggests to me that maybe if you're not a fan of the Uncharted franchise and you haven't got an invested love and passion for the series and the characters, is it the sort of film that if you just want to go see a, a, a good film about treasure and hunting and whatever else it is, could you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. I think the, um, well, yeah. Yeah. It's average. It, do you know what? <clears throat> let's I, go. Um, let's go. Okay. Because I think I think what it actually does, it actually the, the 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 poses the biggest question, which is why are so many game to movie uh, transitions so bloody terrible? Yeah, I think that's one thing that is really prevalent for me is like why are why can they get it like so rarely right? Like um, it feels like because you've the game, you've got the game, use the game as your catalyst to tell the movie. The story works in the game, make it the movie. But so often they die, they change things up and it's like, oh. And I think with Uncharted, what happens is the first thing off the bat, I'm going to give you my honest opinion now, bro. Okay? Yep. Okay. I'm not going to rant. I'm just going to be completely honest. Casting. Horrendous. Bang off. Like to- Tom Holland as as Nathan Drake is totally rubbish. And because for the record, you've got- I like Tom Holland and I like yeah. Mark. And I know you're going to get on a Wahlberg as well, who I'm a big fan of yeah. too, but continue. It's because again, I'm coming at this from a, from a guy who's played all the games, loves the series, loves Nathan Drake, yeah. got a lot of time for for the relationship with Sully and how that all kind of is in within the kind of the narrative structure or the confines of the games. Yeah. The problem is you have got Tom Holland. It's an, it's an origin story. Now the thing that's annoying is that he's kind of gone round and been a bit like, hey, when he first shot it, they filmed it. He went, just so everyone knows, I was a bit crap in it. I wasn't very good. And he said that way early on, and everyone's gone, what? He basically said that he said he wasn't. I don't know if you ever saw any of that stuff, but I did, did. You see that he was and like, you know what? If that was me, and and if I was the, and I mean this, and I, I I really mean this, right? If I was the publisher of that film or whatever, whatever you want to call it, the, the franchise behind it, I would I would dock him of twenty five percent of his pay, mate. Minimum. I don't know why you'd come out and say to like. I think it's probably kind of too. It probably was to kind of like preempt the kind of crap that he was going to get down the line. I've seen saying, Bruce Willis. Be, Bruce Willis did it. Uh, do you know when Die Hard Five, which was an absolute shambles? Yeah, because you love Die Hard, mate. You're a big fan. Die Hard One, Two, Three, and Four, all bangers. Die Hard Five is the worst film of all time. He he went on a chat show. I think it was like Jonathan Ross or something like that. And he just went on and it was like someone said, "Why should we go see this?" He was like, "Well, you shouldn't. It's just rubbish." <laughs> and I was, really? Yeah, man, and I, I didn't like, see that. What? But I'll be like, I'll give Bruce a pass because you're Bruce Willis. But Tom Holland, man, you're a young lad. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be chatting about this film negatively before it drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that. So that that was the one thing that was a, that was a real alarm bell for me. Like alarm bells. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that's a weird thing to do. Um, but I think the the problem is is that you've got a, a film here where you've cast the lead character, and that's another thing. The other thing that he's doing now in in the kind of like in the interview stuff prior to the, the movie coming out is he keeps saying to everyone, oh, I went into Sony and I pitched the idea of a young James Bond movie. I said to them, let's make a young James Bond movie. And they went, mm, nah, I don't think so. And he went, uh, young Uncharted? And they went, yeah, go on then. So it was almost like it was, a, it was an afterthought. Yeah. It wasn't even what he wanted to do, but he basically was like, I think that when it comes down to Hollywood as well, mate, you someone like Tom Holland who is has made bank with No Way Home. Like Spider Man has blown like the lid off crazy money, like yeah. billions of dollars. And I guess you, I guess you're hot or you're not. And he is, you know, triple, you know, top tier hot. So he can basically go, I want to make a film, and they've gone okay, and they've just crowbarred him into this film. And the problem is, is that he, he you know, Nathan Drake is a thirty something year old buff dude who's really kind of fun, 
kind of good looking, like kind of a handsome five o'clock shadow Indiana Jones type. And you've got ultimately a, 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 a 20 year old in it, like a quite a slim, slight like bloke's body. It just look doesn't look right visually. It's weird. It, it, this is the problem. And it's why you, when you say, why do sometimes video games that, that get transferred and, and adapted into a, a movie not work? And it's because you can't cast. It's not like when you cast a film for the first time, a franchise, and, it, and, and the exception is James Bond, because we know that he changes. James Bond will always change. Yeah. We know what the video game character, and because Nathan Drake is so lifelike, you know, because we're talking, especially the, the enhanced edition on the PS5, we're talking about yep. a guy, we know what he looks like. So then you make a film, you're not seeing him. It's why I never want a Legend of Zelda film because Link's my guy. I know what Link's, Link's looks like. You, if, if you give him brown hair, I'm turning that off or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. If he's muscly, nah, Link's skinny. Like Mate, Nathan Drake it, had to look, there had to be a guy who looked like that. Otherwise, immediately, if you're a fan of the franchise, you go in and you go, I'm not having this. That's not, that's not my guy. Uh, right. Have you, uh, right. Do you know who Nathan Fillion is? Do you know the actor, Nathan Fillion? Yes. He was in like, um, he was in like, yeah, like Firefly and stuff. So everyone for so long now has been saying this guy is, he should, he, he is like Nathan Drake. Obviously you've got, um, Nolan North, who is the, um, the voiceover artist who plays, um, Nathan, uh, who plays, um, you know, Nathan Drake in the games. Amazing. But Nathan Fillion for me, it would just be so perfect. Right. Now, did you ever see the fan made movie by Alan Unger? Did you ever yes, see this? I did. This was a while ago. Have you now, seen this? It? Yeah. Dude. 2018 this thing came out and for you guys at home who have no not seen this okay and you you want to you know if you want to see what uncharted could have been potentially if the fans were the ones to make the movie a bit like the fans like like um john favreau and the guys who made the mandalorian when you make fans to make the star wars story yeah it's a whole different thing it's not a studio pumping in like their ideas for money it's about not about merchandise and the things onwards it's about the fans making the movies that the fans want to see and that's why I think this kind of movie that Alan Unger did is as an Uncharted fan is perfect. It's 10 million views now, 2018. You can find it on YouTube. Watch it. It's like 15 minutes and it's bloody class of this, what it could have been, I guess, if fans had made the movie. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the thing is as well, like when the trailer dropped for Uncharted, there was a lot of people saying, this doesn't feel right. This, this casting doesn't feel right. And when that happened with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, when they were like, hold on a minute, he looks like a, some sort of rat. Like, what's going on here? He looks like a... <laughs> <laughs> why, have you, why, why is this a, a, a blue... A rat that had been chinned in a bar. Yeah, <laughs> why yeah. Is, why have we got a blue rat that has just had a scrap in a bar? <laughs> and, and, and then they, everyone panicked and they went back to the drawing board and then Sonic comes out and he looks like Sonic and it's the way it should be. Whereas with, with this, the cat, because they've spent all the money on all the scenes and, this, and it's, it, the, the film's done, when everyone goes, what on earth are you doing? It's like almost, if you're going to do a video game uh, movie, you should tweet out to, to fans of the game. Yeah. Hey guys, we're thinking of casting um, Dave Bautista as Marcus in Gears of War and everyone would go well obviously that's the perfect fit yeah. come on yes uh, yeah let's, let's do that but if he was like okay we're gonna have I don't know Tom Holland as, as Marcus Phoenix everyone would go nah you need to go back to the drawing board mate exactly and I think that's, that, that's, the, that's the thing now is like um I think that what I obviously Mark Wahlberg plays Sully as you mentioned, obviously, and we yeah we like Mark Wahlberg for sure. Love him. But he was that he he five to ten years ago was the one that was being touted as playing Nathan Drake in the film. Yeah. So now you've got him playing like the older character. Obviously, in the games he's like sixty something. 
And th- I think the, the fundamental problem is there's so much exposition about who he is and where he came from. And you're like, all I want is tombs and treasure, bruv. I don't, yeah. I don't want, I don't want this story about like where your, your kind of your backstory of when you were an orphan and how it's been really rubbish and you're, and you're, you know, working a bar now. I don't give a rat's man. All I care about, or, or a Sonic's face, all I care about, okay, <laughs> is I want to see like graves and like clues yeah. and caves where you press things and things happen in the walls and vine swinging and hidden thousand year old treasure that's probably covered in spiders and definitely definitely has a solid villain that's yeah. what i want and, and do you know I what didn't you have got? any of that another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you know what you got? You got a, franch- a game franchise that the film developers didn't truly believe in as being strong enough to, to sell tickets. So they had to throw in big name actors that they thought would do the job. Whereas yeah, in reality, the they, casting yeah. should have been more about if you, could, if you believe in the concept of the video game itself, and then you focus on... Think back to um, Aladdin, right? The, the real-life mm-hmm. version of Aladdin. The casting for that was beautiful. Amazing. And like the mm-hmm. characters in it, a lot of them you'd never seen before. And, but they, they were given the job because Aladdin sells tickets. You know, yeah, you had Will Smith as the genie and he was unbelievable in it. But, you know, you had fresh faces and new talent coming through. But that's because you're working with a, a concept that is proven. Whereas Uncharted, obviously the film developers didn't see it as a, as a concept that would fly and, and people would go and, and book their t- uh, seats in the cinemas. That's the problem. I think I think that's it. That's it. You know, I think that Hollywood still doesn't look at games as anything but oh, some people like them, so we'll make the Resident yeah. Evil films, or we'll make a film like Sonic or whatever, because people like them and they're kind of you know they've got they've got history, and I'm sure that some people go and see it. And it's like with something like Uncharted, which is which is ultimately the closest thing outside of Tomb Raider, the closest thing with a male protagonist we're going to get to Indiana Jones, apart from Indiana Jones. And the great thing about him as well is that he's he's in the modern day as well, the modern era. So there's none of this aging stuff with like with like Harrison Ford obviously being a lot older now, and the new movie comes out. Like, yeah, they, I I think what they probably did was they said, you know what, with with Tom Holland, let's get let's get an origin story going on because then for the next movie we can totally change it up and get someone else perhaps. But the problem is at the end at the end of the movie, and I'm spo- I'm going to spoil this now. Be careful. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, okay, okay, okay. Spoiler alert, a little bit. I'm not going to go mad, but I'm just going to say that at the end of the movie, there is a kind of a segue into kind of the games that we know and love. And then we kind of go, oh, that's cool. That kind of happened in the games. That might happen in the future. But they're using the same characters from the movie to kind of say that could be happening. So you're kind of like thinking, wait, so it's going to be Tom Holland again? Like, I don't know what the, I don't know how, are you going to, I don't know how it's going to work, but it worries me because I think that's the flack. I think the 40% from the Rotten Tomatoes and stuff is probably because people that love the games has gone, this isn't Uncharted. This is just, everyone's got the same names, but I kid you not, the villains were, were so bad. There was no motivation. The villain's yeah. motivation in the movie is, I just want more money. 
Like they, I, I've got lots of money, and I just want more. That that's the that's the motivation for the villains, and for the and for the set pieces, like the kind of the bits with the kind of treasure stuff. There's like four major set pieces. I kind of hated this, didn't I? Jesus, no, I'm going. No, no, I'm, going I mad. About, no, I'm about to say right. This is every time I think I can't love this man anymore. Right, if you could see him. The passion, the the the, the, the <laughs> there was there was actual venom behind what he's saying it, and it's because he's passionate about this. And you know what? I spit I, everywhere. My desk is just <laughs> spitting. It's just everywhere. <laughs> but I feel it because it's as 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 gamers at heart. When we make the big steps like this, where it gets the green yeah. light, you want it to work. It's just it, yeah. it's just a simple. You want it to pay off. Yeah. I, so it's I, upsetting. I, I, bro. I, I, I will say this a million times over, right? But let's let's be clear, okay? You guys would listen to this podcast, right? Games are unbelievable, okay? Yeah, yeah. We have made careers off the back of games, okay? Games yeah. have given us an opportunity to have a springboard for our futures. Not just that, younger people today are getting springboards to become pros, work as game designers, find ways of working within esports, find ways of working in some kind of like capacity, working on movies. Back. Like games are doing so much, but the mainstream audience or media, sorry, the game, mainstream media always portray games to be like the headlines are always, oh, a game's corrupting your children's lives. And it's like, shut up. Stop this narrative. Games are amazing and we love them. And they are a fantastic thing that has gone generationally now and there's a legacy behind them and the mainstream need to get on board and celebrate with us because we love them, baby. It's true. And, and and let's be honest, right? There are levels to it. You game an unhealthy amount as a child. Yes, you can. But everything in moderation can be a, a wonderful, not, not everything in moderation. You know, there are certain <laughs> things, there, you know, if, if, if you, if your mum Some watches, things will make you blind. If, you, if your mum watches Coronation Street when she was growing up, no one was saying... If, if you're watching Coronation Street Omnibus, which I think it's what it's called, where there's like 10 episodes back to back. If someone sat I haven't watched... heard the word Omnibus for so long, dude. I'm bringing Omnibus. It back, oh my God. No one was saying, get that TV dinner off your lap and stop watching Cory. But listen, yeah. this is Coronation Street, but you control the characters. That's the, that's the difference. That's what gaming is. Um, it's, that's, that's, it's basically the cobbled Mancunian streets of outside the Rover's Return. But that's, you can control that. You can you know control what? Gale. <laughs> that's the and, game and, the, never and, and Ashley from the and Ashley from the bush and the, from the butchers. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? The noise. Ashley from the butchers. I don't know his real name. I hope he's doing well though. I hope he's doing yeah, well. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. But that's the sort of thing that I could. <laughs> I, hope I hope he's doing well. <laughs> that is the most condescending thing I've ever said in my life. I hope he's doing well. Jesus no, but then Christ. I backed it up. I backed yeah, you. Up. Did. You did. You did back me, man. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. We haven't even touched on the fact that Horizon Forbidden West came out. Obviously, this is a huge game this week as well. Um, a game that I've been playing, putting hours into. Did you play the first one? Yeah, I, I can't wait to get my hands on this. When I get home, Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm booting that puppy up and I'm ready to roll. It, I'm not going to go into detail about it because obviously you should play it for yourself, but it's one of those great things. The great thing about this game, very quickly, that I love is it's one of the. The obviously is it for for people that have played the first one. What I love about this one is that there's none of this, this nonsense about like oh, try to get used to the controls again. And it's a case of we know that you love the first one. Yeah. You probably played that, so you're you're carrying on from where you left off. You're chucked in the deep end, and you should just know it by now. There's a expectation of just know it. You kind of yeah. go okay. Um, there's that. Plus, I don't think 
I can honestly say, having played Miles Morales and a few other PS5 games, when we're talking about this, about PS5 and why it needs to step up, without a doubt, probably the greatest, most beautiful use of a color palette I've ever seen in a game in my life. Wow. Like, it's that great. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful game. Well, it needs like, it. Amazing. We've said it, haven't we? You know, it needs it. The, the PS5 right. needs that, that, that shot of his ass. <laughs> so that's... It, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. And you'll, you'll be pleased to know that my that my um, my mum's partner, Martin, I'll name him, said to me today, I'm thinking, 71, mind you, I'm thinking about getting an Xbox Series X. And I went, oh, what? why? Why? And he said, because I fancy a bit of Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I went, oh, I'll tell you what, Ian's mum's got someone to get a hole with. She'll <laughs> love that. Oh, man. I was thinking, you know, I was on an actual flight... <laughs> I was I was on an actual flight this morning and I was looking out the window and I went, Oh, it looks like Microsoft Flight Simulator up here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, that's the point. Um so that's yeah, it. he should he should get on it. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. game. I'm encouraging it. I want to I I have trips to somewhere random as well. I'm doing it. Um, this Do has it. been an omnibus of emotions, mate. An yeah, omnibus of emotions. <laughs> All about the omnibus. The same situation the omnibus. Honestly, I've loved it. This is... I'm running on... Sorry, I cut you off in mid-song there. I am running on... Four hours sleep. I'm running on fumes. And I don't care. This has been a beautiful thing. And I love I love being back. It's been great, man. I've loved it. I've loved it. Thank you guys as always for listening. Um, Ian, best of luck out in uh, Poland, mate. And Bolski in, Ka- in Katowice. Have some yeah. fun in Katowice. Katowice. And, uh, Katowice. And uh, yeah, mate, enjoy out there. You'll go and smash it. Of course you will. You know what I'm going to um, do? I'm going to I'm gonna wear a turtleneck, a cream turtleneck tucked into some like um, khaki ch- chinos. And I'm even thinking of potentially wearing a pair of Converse. I don't know yet. I'm going to see what sort of levels I can take it. Um, I love your flair. Your flair baffles me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> take, if, you, if, you, if you're going to take a stage, take it by storm, mate. And that's your what you do. Flair baffles me. That's a compliment. Your flair baffles me. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing, um, <laughs> as always. And uh, make sure to follow us uh, on social media. Keep in touch with the show. Um, obviously, Adam Savage, myself on Twitter. Ian Ian Chambers. Ian with two eyes. I A I N Chambers. Wow. No one ever does that for me. I always have to do that for myself. Thanks, bro. Mate, I got your back always. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, take care. Thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll see you uh, soon. Dziękuję, że wszystko. That means goodbye in Polish. Bye. Bye.